And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I'm at him at the laundry map. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This time, it's part two of the Burns and Allen show from 1949. Then, William Conrad stars as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon on another adult Western adventure of Gunsmoke from 1956. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? What's up, Carl? What's happening in Hollywood? Well, there's going to be a live-action remake of the Disney classic Aladdin. Are you a fan of Aladdin? Sure. You know, didn't we see that show yes, together with our, with our kids? It was a Broadway in Chicago, right? It sure was. Well, now there's going to be a remake on television. Of course, this follows the success of other recent adaptations that went to live action. We had Jungle Book in 2016, and Beauty and the Beast was in 2017. And now Disney fans can experience a whole new world with wow. Aladdin. Can't wait to see how they do Princess the magic Jasmine carpet ride. And Aladdin are going to come to life. It's going to be directed by Guy Ritchie. Hmm. And um, it's going to feature the original classic tunes plus some new music from composer Alan Menken. And the genie will be played by mm, any guesses? Let me think here. Of course, he was originally uh, voiced by the late Robin Williams. Yeah. Um, the genie, who I have no idea. It's Will Smith. Oh, yeah. yeah wow. Right? Interesting. Yeah, and in the article I read, he said, look, he, he can't be Robin Williams. Nobody can. So his goal isn't to portray it like Robin Williams, but to bring his own flair to it. Wow. So we can look That's forward to that. That's a big star for it a big is. production. It is. So this will be released in May of 2019. Of course, originally released, the movie was 1992. So we can look forward Very to that. Very cool. Thanks, Lisa. Sure. Last time we began listening to the Burns and Allen show. Let's have the conclusion now. From September 28, 1949, here's the Burns and Allen show. Ever hear of the Taft Gracie Law? Well, that's Gracie's new plan to keep romance alive in marriages. And it states that every year couples become single again, whereupon the husband must recourt his wife. On the promise that Gracie's Uncle John would move out, George has agreed. And we now find the Burnses having a date. Oh, George, I enjoyed that movie. Humphrey Bogart is so wonderful. Lauren Bacall is quite a dish, too. I'd like to talk to Bogart someday. What about? Well, a man is naturally curious to know what it's like to be married to a gorgeous, seductive siren. I don't think our marriage is any of his business. (laughs) I'll quit while I'm ahead. And besides, dear, we're not married tonight, remember? I've been trying to forget. Oh, now, George, we're going to have fun. We'll do everything just like we did on our first date. Come on, let's go into this drugstore. Is that where I took you on our first date? Mm-hmm. And, George, I want you to order the same thing tonight you ordered then. What a thrill I got when you said to the man, one vanilla soda with two straws. I couldn't order a soda with two straws now, Gracie. 
I'd be embarrassed to death. Well, now you've got to. Everything must be exactly the same. But, Gracie, Oh, I'm... please, George. Oh, all right. Come on. Hello, folks. Sit right down here. Thanks. <laughs> Funny thing, two of those silly high school kids were just sitting there. <laughs> what do you think they ordered? <laughs> One soda with two straws. <laughs> Did you ever hear of anything sillier than that? <laughs> the whole time they were in here, I was trying to guess whether it was love or the 15 cents. <laughs> What you folks like? Who? Us? Sure. Well, tell them what we'd like, George. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> A vanilla soda and two straws. Well, anyhow, with you, Bud, I don't have to do any guessing. <laughs> Just get the soda, bud, and never mind the conversation. Okay. That was vanilla, wasn't it? Yes. You know, we serve a scoop of ice cream in our sodas. So what? So would you like two spoons, or will you wrestle her for that? <laughs> get the soda. Oh, thanks for the soda, dear. I'm sorry you got into a fight with that clerk. He got too fresh to suit me. Oh, you sure shut him up. When he said he'd knock you down, he didn't know who he was talking to. No. But when you got up, you told him. <laughs> that big coward. Hitting a man with glasses. Yeah, and he didn't even take the soda out of them. <laughs> well, let's go home. I've had enough of this. Oh, but darling, we haven't had our stroll in the park yet. That's where you proposed to me, remember? Gracie, I'm tired and my feet hurt. You want Uncle John to leave, don't you? Well, okay, we'll go to the park. At least I can sit on a bench and rest my feet. And feed the squirrels peanuts. Feed the squirrels peanuts? When you've got me? Well, I'll give them their choice. <laughs> Let's go. Mm, it's nice here in the park. I love being in the great out-of-doors with you, George. It makes me feel like Tarzan's mate. Ooh. Tarzan's mate. I heard you the first time. That was an owl up in the tree. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I, I think of myself as Tarzan's mate. Ooh. Tarzan's mate. That was the owl again. <laughs> Nosy, isn't he? Nosy owl, yes. Yeah. You're not acting very romantic, George. I don't feel romantic. Oh, maybe I should have dated Riley Jackson. Who? Where's that nosy owl again? <laughs> that was me. Who was it you should have dated? Riley Jackson. Ooh. <laughs> Riley Jackson. That was the owl. Now that was the fellow who used to bring my father home. <laughs> I meant it was the owl that said who. Oh, I thought you said it. I said it the first time. Ooh. Me. That was the owl. <laughs> For Pete's sake, let's go home. No, wait, George. You haven't proposed to me yet. I can't think of anything to say. Well, get down on your knees and it'll come to you. Oh, all right. Ooh. Oh, boy. I feel like Al Jolson. <laughs> 
I wish you felt more like Larry Parks. Gracie, I hear someone coming. Help me up. Oh, it's Bill Goodwin. He looks just like that owl. <laughs> oh, and, and there's a girl with a match. Oh, hello, Bill. Oh, it's Joyce and Gracie. Folks, I'd like you to meet the girl, my one and only sweetheart. This is Miss Roberts. No, no, my name is Bramford. Oh, pardon me. I thought this was Tuesday. <laughs> uh, would you like to share this bench with us? Well, George, we better find a bench of our own. Uh, see, I'm going to pop the question tonight. Oh. Come on, Peggy. We'll see you later, folks. <gasps> George, did you hear that? Bill's going to pop the question. Go hide under that bench and listen. What? <laughs> hide? Well, you'll learn how it's done by an expert. Gracie, I wouldn't think of hiding under that bench. Bill might say something I shouldn't hear. Why, he might even... Wait here, kid. (laughs) Peggy, darling. Yes, Bill, honey? There's something I've been wanting to ask you. I know, Bill, and I've been wanting you to. If you say yes, you'll... Make me the happiest man in the world. Well, ask me, darling. I'm waiting. Are you reducing tooth decay with amadent ammonia? <laughs> of course I'll marry you and we'll be... What did you say? You'll love the sparkling smile amadent gives you, Peggy. It leaves your teeth bright and you'll say your mouth never felt so clean. Amadent is a grand wake-up toothpaste. Bill... We didn't come out here to brush our teeth, did we? (laughs) Oh, no, but it's an idea. Amadent tastes delightful. That's why it's easy to get children to use it. And it's wonderful to know that Amadent is helping to protect their teeth against decay. Amadent has been tested and commended by Parents Magazine. But, Bill, I thought... Oh. Huh? What's the matter, Peggy? Well... There's something under our bench. It's dark under there, but I can hear it moving. Well, it's probably just a gopher. Forget it. No, I I better look. Bill? What? Do gophers wear glasses? (laughs) Oh, Peggy, don't be silly. Let me look under there. By golly, they do. George, what did Bill say? He said amadent reduces tooth decay. Oh, now why can't you think of sweet things like that? <laughs> I've got no imagination. Hmm. Well, come on, George. I've waited long enough. I want you to propose to me. Oh, all right. Wait till I get down on my knees again. Ugh. There. Now, will you marry me? Oh, I can't. You're much too short for me. <laughs> I'm on my knees. Oh, my, this is so romantic. This is romantic. One of us is crazy. You know who, you Popeye. I'm coming, 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 Auntie. Why, I'm Mr. Purvis. Mr. Purvis, what are you doing here at this time of night? Oh, it's late, it's late. Uncle John, I ran all the way over here from the park. I just had a terrible shock. What was it? What was it? I'm sleeping in a park. I hear a man talking. I sneak up close as I can see his face. It's Mr. Burns. <gasps> oh, that was a shock. 
I've come to the gruesome part yet. He was proposing marriage to your niece, Gracie. Oh, oh, that's sweet. Don't you realize what this means? They ain't married. They're living here without benefit of low and grin. Oh, <laughs> oh Mr. Purvis, this, oh, this is awful. Well, home at last, darling. Thanks for being so sweet to me tonight. You know, Gracie, maybe this idea of yours had something after all. I'm beginning to feel romantic as heck. Oh, well, I knew it would work, sweetheart. I kiss your hand, madame. Oh, George. <laughs> You're acting just like a Frenchman. <laughs> banjour, banjour. <laughs> hey, Gracie. What? A day to try that French negligee on me tonight. All right. But I still think it'll look better on me. <laughs> Let's go in the house so you can put it on. Well, uh, would you like to carry me across the threshold? I sure would. Here goes. Well, shall we try piggyback? No, I've got you now. Put the key in the lock. Yeah. Oh. For shame! <laughs> Rob that woman. Mr. Purvis, get out of this house. After you, you cat. Now, don't worry, Gracie. We'll protect you. We'll protect you. Why, Uncle John, don't hold that shotgun to George's head. It might go off and wake up the whole neighborhood. <laughs> What's going on here tonight? There ain't nothing going on here tonight. You're scramming to the YMCA. <laughs> Scram yourself. Uncle John, when I count three, blast them. One. Hold it. Hold it. I'm going. Fine romantic night this turned out to be. I'll spend it at the YMCA. No, wait, George. It can still be romantic. How? Well, I'll go get you the negligee. It won't fit me. <laughs> Join us again next Wednesday when we'll all be back. George Burns, Gracie Allen, Bill Goodwin, Harry Lubin, and the Amadent Orchestra. Now here are our stars. We're a little late, folks. Good night. Look for the Amadent ad featuring Robert Young, star of Father Knows Best, heard Thursdays over another network. Until next Wednesday, good night and good health from the makers of Amadent, the ammoniated toothpaste and tooth powder, recommended by more dentists than any other dentifrice. The George Burns and Gracie Allen program was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Paul Henning and was produced and directed by William Burns. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. That's the Burns and Allen show from September 28, 1949, courting Gracie all over again, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen, sponsored by Amadet Toothpaste. There's I another product. You could use a little of that, you too, right? Using, yeah. Amadet? Amadent. Amadent. I don't think that's around anymore. I've never Do heard you? of that. Amadent no. Toothpaste? No. No, no. It's heard on CBS. All right, when we come back from the break, it's an adult Western adventure of Gunsmoke. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages.
Hi, Lisa Wolf here. During the month of July, log on to ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download Classic Radio Spotlight's Frank Sinatra Volume 1, featuring 14 exciting radio shows starring Frank Sinatra. Regularly priced at $19.99, but it's yours for half price, only $9.99, via digital download this month only. Also on sale during July is Murder at Midnight Volume 1, featuring 12 terrifying episodes. Regularly priced at $19.99, it's yours for half price, only $9.99, via digital download this month only. Visit ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download Classic Radio Spotlight's Frank Sinatra Volume 1 and Murder at Midnight Volume 1 at 50% off their regular price. In August, these two collections will go back to full price, so don't miss them while they're on sale during July. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to order. And while you're there, download an episode of Suspense starring Cary Grant absolutely free as our gift to you. That's ClassicRadioStore.com. Cap's Pride has proudly made cat litter for over 65 years. Three generations of a family committed to creating innovative, top-quality cat litter products. New Cat's Pride fresh and light, lightweight litters contain absolutely no fillers, just natural clay minerals with an odor-controlling system, pure performance. Whether your cat prefers our original fresh and light quick action or fragrance-free, all our clay litters are made using only safe and gentle ingredients without ever compromising on performance. Cat's Pride, committed to changing litter for good. Come with us to the Caribbean February 16th to the 23rd on Royal Caribbean's newest ship, the Symphony of the Seas, the largest passenger ship in the world. It offers 19 specialty restaurants. We are planning special events just for our group, including a cocktail party, a trivia contest, and auditions to win a starring role in our very own onboard live radio reenactment show. Kelly Cruises and Tours is our exclusive travel partner. Visit kellycruises.com slash classic radio. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360. Across about 200 radio stations coast to coast. To my right, the vivacious Lisa Wolf. And to my center right is Mike Costella in our new digs. Look at this place. Yeah. Lisa paid for it. Fancy. Well, Man. it's no problem. You're you know, welcome. You're a multimillionaire. You're welcome. Like Lisa. You'll pay me back eventually, won't you? You can buy digs like this. This has got to be 10, 20 million bucks for yeah. this place. Yeah, not quite that, but, you know. I mean, look at this. There's I saved like, a few bucks on the water. I don't really have there's, any. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's new carpet. It smells new in here. It does. It smells nice. Yeah. Wow. It drowns out the other smells. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the other smells. Exactly. All right, well, thanks for buying all this uh, new equipment, You're Lisa. Welcome. You could bring the water, though. That would be I good. will. All right. Time for gun smoke. Let's go back to January 29, 1956, for The Bureaucrat. This stars William Conrad. Here's gun smoke. Gunsmoke. Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers. And that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gun Smoke, starring William Conrad. The transcribed story of the violence that moved west with young America. And the story of a man who moved with it. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job, and it makes a man watchful. And a little lonely. Mr. Dillon? 
I got a telegraph for you. Oh, who's it from, Chester? Well, I think somebody's playing a joke on you. A joke? What? Why? I never read such a thing. It's plum crazy. I mean, well, here. Maybe you better take a look at it. Yeah. This is from the War Department. That's what it says. Rex Proctor coming to Dodge as full authority. Bad reports. Take orders from him. You see what I mean? It says they're sending this government man to check up on you. Well, it's an official telegram, Chester. But it says you've got to take orders from him. The way I get it, he's kind of like a inspector general in the army. But what do they mean they got bad reports about Dodge? Things is getting out of hand. Well, Chester, Dodge isn't the most orderly community in the United States. I don't like it, Mr. Dillon. I don't like no part of it. Well, we'll know more about it when he gets here tomorrow. It's insult. That's what it is. <laughs> now, Chester, maybe this Proctor's a good man. Maybe he knows what he's doing. How could somebody from Washington know anything at all about the frontier? No, sir, Mr. Dillon, you mind what I say. You're making a bad mistake if you even let him get off that train. That's the first portion of Gunsmoke. More after these words. Here. During the month of July, log on to ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download Classic Radio Spotlight's Frank Sinatra Volume 1, featuring 14 exciting radio shows starring Frank Sinatra. Regularly priced at $19.99, but it's yours for half price, only $9.99, via digital download this month only. Also on sale during July is Murder at Midnight Volume 1, featuring 12 terrifying episodes. Regularly priced at $19.99, it's yours for half price, only $9.99, via digital download. Download this month only. Visit ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download Classic Radio Spotlight's Frank Sinatra Volume 1 and Murder at Midnight Volume 1 at 50% off their regular price. In August, these two collections will go back to full price, so don't miss them while they're on sale during July. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to order. And while you're there, download an episode of Suspense starring Cary Grant absolutely free as our gift to you. That's ClassicRadioStore.com. Cap's Pride has proudly made cat litter for over 65 years. Three generations of a family committed to creating innovative, top-quality cat litter products. New Cat's Pride fresh and light, lightweight litters contain absolutely no fillers, just natural clay minerals with an odor-controlling system, pure performance. Whether your cat prefers our original fresh and light quick action or fragrance-free, all our clay litters are made using only safe and gentle ingredients without ever compromising on performance. Cat's Pride, committed to changing litter for good. Come with us to the Caribbean February 16th through the 23rd on Royal Caribbean's newest ship, the Symphony of the Seas, the largest passenger ship in the world. It offers 19 specialty restaurants. We are planning special events just for our group, including a cocktail party, a trivia contest, and auditions to win a starring role in our very own onboard live radio reenactment show. Kelly Cruises and Tours is our exclusive travel partner. Visit kellycruises.com slash classic radio.
Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Now back to Gunsmoke. There it comes, Mr. Dillon, the good old Santa Fe, right on time. Yep. I wished it wasn't on time today. I wished it'd never get here. Uh, Everything is going to be all right, Chester. No, it ain't. I will soon find out. You'll soon find out. I know all I need to. You were in the Army, Chester. You know how things go. That's what I mean. You're judging a man you haven't even seen. Well, we're getting off now. Look, I'll bet that's him. Yeah. Now, with a beaver hat. Look at him. He looks like he takes a bath every single day, Mr. Dillon. Rex Proctor? Yes. How'd you know my name? Oh, I'm Matt Dillon, Mr. Proctor. Oh, yes, of course. Glad to meet you, Marshal Dillon. Uh, this is Chester Proudfoot. Proudfoot? I don't believe I was informed of him. Well, that's all right, mister. I never heard of you, neither. Uh, you'll be wanting a hotel, Mr. Proctor. I've got you a room at the Dodge House. Well, thank you, Marshal. I'll go there first. I would like to wash up a little. What did I tell you, Mr. Dillon? Never mind, Chester. Then I'll show you the town, Mr. Proctor. No, Marshal. Oh? I'll look the town over alone. I want to be free to form an unbiased opinion of the situation here. I see. I might as well tell you we've had some rather damaging reports about Dodge City. And they all say the Dodge is a pretty rough town, is that it? The government is interested in making the frontier safe, Marshal, safe for everybody. And the impression in Washington is that Dodge hasn't entirely achieved that goal. In Washington? Oh, my... You know, I'm going to tell you something, Mr. Proctor. Yes, Marshal? You're right. You're absolutely right about Dodge. Get out the geranium water. Here comes Mr. Proctor. Hello, Marshal. Uh, come, come in, Mr. Proctor. And Chester, isn't it? Chester Wesley Proudfoot. Well, I've looked Dodge over carefully, Marshal. Yes, it's uh, been pretty quiet today, Mr. Proctor, so far. You mean you're expecting trouble? Well, nothing out of the ordinary. What do you call the ordinary? I don't suppose you got out to Boot Hill, did you? No. No, but I've certainly heard about it. Well, it's got a growing population. Which doesn't seem to bother you much, Marshal. It has, Mr. Proctor. What do you mean, it has? Well, I've accounted for my share of those graves. I'm sure you have. And that's one of the things wrong with this town. Oh? There's no need for shooting here. I've made a study of such towns as this, Marshal, and I can't understand why you run Dodge the way you do. And what way is that, Mr. Proctor? Well, there's no deadline, for one thing. Your riffraff should be restricted to one part of town where they won't endanger respectable people. You know, there was a deadline when I came here. I got rid of it. And why, may I ask? Well, Mr. Proctor, the riffraff that you're talking about, they're not all bad men. Most of them are just honest cowboys or buffalo hunters or sodbusters on a little spree. But there isn't one of them that likes to be reminded he isn't quite respectable. And they don't need a deadline. They know where it is. I don't agree, Marshal. 
We'll put the sign back up. We'll put up some other signs, too. Like what? Plant your delphiniers straight? Take it easy, Chester. This is a serious matter. Well, go ahead, Mr. Proctor. How is it I haven't seen a man in Dodge who isn't wearing a gun? Oh, you think they should check their guns? Certainly. If men want to fight, they'll fight, Mr. Proctor. But if they haven't got guns... They'll use something else. And besides, if there's a rule that they have to check their guns, they'll think I'm afraid of them. And that'll be the end of any law at all. You're wrong, Marshal. This is going to be the beginning of a strong law here. I want those signs up before sundown. Well, surely you ain't going to do it, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, I'm going to do it, Chester. But why? Because it's the only way I can teach Propter his lesson. You're not the most popular man in Dodge tonight, Matt. I don't recall I ever was, Kitty. People are saying you've turned into an old maid. Yeah, I know. Oh, because of that idiot Proctor. Look at him over there, staring at everybody like there was bugs. Well, he's trying to do his job, Kitty. The only trouble is he doesn't know how. You really have to do what he tells you, Matt? Well, I'll admit I never ran a town before except on my own terms. Then why do it now? Get out and let Proctor handle it. He thinks he knows everything. I never ran from a fight, Kitty. And it's Proctor I'm fighting now. And the only way I can. Oh, well, maybe you're right, Matt. If you quit now, things will only get a lot worse than they are. Oh, Matt. Yeah, I knew this would happen. He's got a gun. All right, I'll take that gun, mister. No. Give it to him, Charlie. I got it. The boy's drunk. He just killed a man, mister. I, I know that. And what are you standing up for him for? You a friend of his? My name's Stroud, Marshal. I'm trail boss of the TR outfit. And he rides for you? That's right. Well, he murdered an unarmed man, Stroud. He's under arrest. You want me to lock him up, Mr. Newland? Yeah, I'll take him, Chester. All right, come on with me, fella. Ain't far. How did it? Charlie didn't know he wasn't armed. He just got into town. He hadn't heard about your new rule against carrying guns. That's a good no. defense, Stroud, but Charlie wasn't wearing a gun belt. He had that six-shooter hidden. He knew. All right, I tried. But I'm telling you, Marshal, that's what comes of trying to disarm the men. I've seen it in other towns. I know, I know. Then you better do something about it, fast. So, you've got another man for Boot Hill, Marshal. Mr. Proctor, did you hear what Strah just said? I heard him. Good. And we'll count this man as yours. You think about that, Mr. Proctor. Matt! Oh, Matt! <laughs> well, hello, Matt. Oh, you look like you've been to a hanging, Matt. I guess I'm not too cheerful today, Doc. 
Proctor? Yeah, last night's killing didn't seem to bother him much. He doesn't learn very fast, does he? No. Well, I admire you for trying that. But from what I hear people saying, you're buckling under to this man is making you look mighty foolish in their eyes. They don't work for the government, Doc, and I, I do. I told them that. I've said with a job like yours, you have to take the good with the bad. Up to a point, I do, Doc. What do you mean? Things might get so bad here, I'll have to quit. For everybody's sake. Marshal Dillon. Oh, it's propped. Yeah, I know. What's he got on his mind? Marshal. Right next door here. Right in that saloon, there's a man wearing a gun. I told him about the rule, and he laughed at me. He said to send you in. He said you know him. Maybe I do. His name is Fane. Nick Fane? Yes. Well, what's the matter? Is he a special friend of yours? Nick Fane's a gunman, Mr. Proctor. Does that mean you're afraid of him? I'll talk to him. See you later, Doc. Yes, sure, man. I'm coming with you, Marshal. You shouldn't be trying to enforce the law around here, Mr. Proctor. I have that authority. On paper, maybe. I'm just telling you for your own good. You might get hurt. Hello, Fane. Howdy, Marshal. Is he back? Marshal, what's going on here, anyway? Got a new rule about carrying guns, Fane. Yeah, I know. I saw them signed. Then why are you still wearing Mr. them? Mr. Proctor, why don't you shut up and stay out of this? Marshal, did I ever cause any trouble in Dodge? No, Fane, you never did. And I never will. As long as you run this town the way you have. I respect you, Marshal. But a man like me, I got a lot of enemies. I'm not like most men. I take my gun off, my life wouldn't be worth a nickel. No, I don't think it would. I'm not taking it off, Marshal. Not even if it means fighting you. Is it going to come to that? Mr. Proctor, I'm going to have to make an exception in Fane's case here. You're afraid of him. Don't be a fool, mister. He ain't no more afraid of me than I am of him. He can't make an exception. You break the rule for one man, you have to break it for everybody. It's a bad rule, Mr. Proctor. Can't you see that? Are you going to take this man's gun? No. All right. And I'm sending a telegram to Washington. We need a new marshal in Dodge. Mr. Dillon? Mr. Dillon? Yeah, what is it, Chester? You better come around and they've got Proctor. What? Who's got Proctor? Down the street there. They're going to tar and feather him. Tar and feather That trail boss, Stroud, him and some other fellows, they're going to tar and feather him. They caught him just he was going into the telegraph office. Now, that was to get me fired. Now, he'll probably think I had something to do with this. Well, he's taking it real good, Mr. Dillon. He ain't saying a word. Look, see? They got a fire going under that pot and everything. Yeah. All right. Let me throw it here, man. Let me throw it. Hello, Strom. I hate to spoil your fun. You ain't going to spoil it, Marshal. Yes, I am. We know the whole story. We get rid of this meddler here and things will be all right again. 
little hot tar ain't gonna hurt us. I can't let you do it, Stroud. You can't stop us, Marshal. All right, you men, clear out of here. All of you. (laughs) (laughs) You see? They ain't about to move. You heard me. What are you going to do, Marshal? Shoot us? If I have to. Ain't you forgetting them little signs you put up about not carrying guns and dodge? Marshal, there ain't a man here that's got a gun on him. You ain't going to shoot no unarmed man. You can't take us no other way. There's too many of us. By golly, he's right, Mr. Of course Newton. I am. All right, let's get on with the party, boys. To start stripping our friend from Washington there. Car's about cooked. All right, hold it. Hold it! Wait a minute. Well, you're pretty smart, Strahd. You win. You know something? I'm glad of it. What? Chester. Yes, sir. Go tear down every sign we put up and be sure you find all of them. Yes, sir. I'll do it, Mr. Dillon. I'll do it. Gladly. All right, men, you can go pick up your guns. The game's over. Marshal. Yeah, what's wrong? Yeah. No hard feelings? You'll get to know me better. I think I'd like to. Well, you haven't said much, Mr. Proctor. There's no use in my talking, Marshal. You were taking this tar and feather business pretty well. Man tries to face things as they come. You were facing it like a man. Thank you, Marshal. Coming from you, I consider that a compliment. Coming from me? I've learned my lesson, Marshal. Now I'm going back to Washington to make my report. Well, that's fine. And you'll know how well I've learned it, Marshal, when you get your copy. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Proctor. Thank you. home on the prairie, men often dug up squares of turf and made sod huts. Well, next week, our story centers around such a place and the two men who died there. But that was the West. Good night. Gunsmoke, produced and directed by Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Our story was specially written for Gunsmoke by John Meston, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Sound patterns by Tom Hanley and Bill James. Featured in the cast were Vic Perrin, John Daner, and Harry Bartell. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Join us again next week for another specially transcribed story as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke. And that's Gunsmoke. 
from January 29, 1956, with The Bureaucrat, starring William Conrad, also in that cast, Parley Bear, John Daner, Harry Bartell, Georgia Ellis, and Howard McNear, as heard on CBS. Let's take a break, then it's more of Hollywood 360. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, this is Carl Amari. These classic radio shows are direct from master recordings and digitally remastered. We license these classic radio shows from the owners and estates for the privilege of using their master recordings as our source material so that we can pass that great sound quality on to you. Oh, you can find classic radio shows sold on the Internet from companies that are not authorized to sell them, but you'll often be disappointed by the inferior sound quality. If you enjoy listening to and collecting great sound quality classic radio shows, we've set up a website just for you at ClassicRadioStore.com so you can enjoy them anytime, anywhere. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to download your favorites to your smartphone, computer, or any listening device. We offer thousands of digitally remastered classic radio shows, uncut and unedited, including the original commercials, delivered to you instantly via digital download. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com. That's ClassicRadioStore.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Next time, it's I Was a Communist for the FBI, starring Dana Andrews. And then it's part one of the Phil Harris and Alice Faye show from 1949. That's next time on Hollywood 360. We'll see you then.